woke. Time to get up. Welcome to Thought You Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Today, I want to talk about something other than Ukraine. Let's talk about the city of Brookside. And I'm going to start the story off like this, because I think it's important that you get a narrative and an understanding of the Brookside story. Sandra Harris, a 48-year-old grandmother, was merging onto I-22 on her way to her daughter's home for a visit. She turned on her headlights because it was getting dark. That's when she saw blue lights behind her and was pulled over. The officer who pulled her over came to her car yelling with his hands on his gun. He said that Mrs. Harris was casting her lights, which is actually illegal in Alabama as of 2019. She explained to the officer she was merely turning them on because it was getting dark. Now here's where the story starts going down here. She said she reached to get her insurance when the officer put his hand on his gun and told her to not to move. Mrs. Harris panicked at some point during the incident and called 911. She was pulled out of her vehicle when the supervisor arrived and her car was searched. The officer found a bottle of medicine that Mrs. Harris says was antibiotics for cancer she had removed from her face. The officer basically said she was a drug dealer and Mrs. Harris was later dragged to Brookside's jail where she was forced to strip down. At this point, a female officer gave her a cavity search. Okay, you see the indignity here that's already starting. So, th- th- like I said, this is the story of uh, Mrs. Harris. Well, we're going to go on a little bit farther. Mrs. Harris' father and brother came to check on her, but were told to leave the jail by Brookside police. During her time in jail, Mrs. Harris was denied the use of her asthma inhaler for six hours. And six hours later, Mrs. Harris was released to bail bondsman and left with six citations in her hand, as well as having to pay to get her car out of impound. So you already see what's going on here. Basically, she was pulled over simply for casting her light, supposedly. It ended up somehow where she was being searched, pulled from her car. Apparently, they found a medication in the car or drugs, as they say, and she ended up going to jail. In the end, even though she bailed out, that's money she spent out of her pocket there, she got six citations, six, for being pulled over for casting her lights. She was also penalized for the calling 911. She said the reason she called 911 was because the officers had no identification. They had no badges, no name tags, and their cars were unmarked. That's some serious business there. So, later the casting lights citation was dropped along with another citation, probably the 911, and Mrs. Harris was left paying over $1,200 in fines. So, this poor woman was pulled over again. On her way to her daughter's house, she just turned on the lights because it was getting dark by these police officers. Now, here's part of the story that I didn't tell you. The tow truck was already sitting there with the police officer. Let me say this again. The tow truck was already sitting there with the officer. This poor woman gets pulled over and harassed with citations. Now, you ask me, where is Brookside? What is Brookside? Well, Brookside, Brookside named that because it runs along a stretch of Five Mile Creek. It is a small historical mining town of roughly six square miles in the outskirts of Birmingham, Alabama. Its population is roughly 1,253 people. 70% white, 21% black. 
with a growing Hispanic population. Okay. Most of the city's population is below the state per household income average, which is roughly $51,734. Part of Brookside runs along a one-mile stretch of Interstate 22, and that's going to become important later as well. Brookside's town center isn't much to look at and offers a museum of the area's history, a Russian Orthodox church, a haunted cemetery, and city hall. The town center was heavily damaged by major flooding in 2003. So before 2018, the lone Dollar General store in Brookside was a major source of tax revenue. Now you ask, how does that relate to Miss Harris? Well, Brookside does get some revenue from recreational activities like ghost hunting, fishing, canoeing, but not much. Like I said, ghost hunting. Okay, that's not a whole lot of money, ghost hunting. Now, like I said, how does this relate to Miss Harris? Brookside has been the latest center of government corruption revenue by cop. Revenue by cop. Here's an explanation. Brookside police have routinely pulled over motorists traveling through the town for minor traffic offenses, only to end up creating trumped-up charges, handing out multiple citations, confiscating guns of legal gun owners, and towing vehicles at the owner's expense. I'm going to explain that a little bit more later, but let me explain that now about towing it at owner's expense. So when you go to City Hall and say, hey, I came to pick up my car, you have to pay a fee there at City Hall. And then when you go to the impound, you have to pay another fee for them to release your car. Now, with the increased police stops and fines, ticketing became the main source of income for the city. Fines and court fees, impounding fees, and especially bail were paid mostly in cash. Also, the number of warrants served increased from zero in 2018 to well over 240 by 2020. Can we see a problem here? Can we see something that's starting to form by what I just told you? This is a story that, oh, oh, there's so much more to the details. In fact, when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to one of the main characters in this narrative. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Thought You Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast. Let me tell you about another character in this story. In 2018, Brookside hired Police Chief Mike Jones as the city's chief and only police officer. Chief Jones was looking to increase response time to calls from local residents who at the time had to depend on county to answer calls by increasing the number of officers on patrol. However, According to the information I was given, Brookside residents from 2011-2018 had only reported 55 serious crimes. In a span from 2018 to 2021, Brookside police increased from 1 to 14 part-time and full-time officers. According to Mike Jones, the number of serious crimes was seriously underreported and required more attention. Yeah, okay. If you think about Mrs. Harris' story, what serious crimes are we talking about, right? Okay, let's go on with this. Now, here, here's a little side note that you need to know. The national average for number of police officers for a city is one for every 588 people. Brookside had more than twice that number of police officers. So we're talking about a city of 1,200 people, 1,253 people, 63 people. Not very big at all. It's got 14 police officers. Okay, let's divide that by shifts. Let's say you want two officers per shift. You got three shifts in a day. I get it. 
So then that gives them a chance for everybody else to have time off, and you know, go. The full-time and part-time officers working, so that means you're fully staffed and fully patrolled. But what about the tow truck? Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Now, you say, what, what's important about this? Well, in 2018, Brookside Police began their aggressive policing policy, and from 2018 to 2020, the number of fines and forfeitures increased by 640%. Police went from confiscating 50 cars in 2018 to by 2020, 798 vehicles. 798 vehicles. So you're trying to say, okay, well, you're doing all this. What's going on with that? Well, here's the story. Let's talk about the revenue. The city budget. Remember I told you that uh, Dollar General was the sole revenue source for this city. Sole revenue source. And it's only 1,253 people, but that's the sole revenue source. That's where most of, the, most of the tax dollars were coming from. Well, with this, here's what happens. The city budget went from $586,065 in 2018 to well over $1.2 million in revenue by 2020. And that wasn't because of Dollar General. City spending increased during the period from 40% to 112%. Of the $1.2 million in 2020, $553,000 was being spent by the police department who purchased an armored vehicle, tactical gear, other SWAT vehicles, recruited more officers, and received training for SWAT-style entries. Remember I told you they went from zero to they served 240 warrants that these police officers did for minor offenses, basically, in the city of Brookside. So just imagine these guys knocking down your door because there is a story about how that where that happened here, but I I don't have it here, but I will talk about it later. Brookside's police cracked down underreported crime, drew more and more complaints from motorists about their tactics, were and were reported to county officials. Many of motorists had been stopped along I-22, which runs through a one-mile stretch of Brookside, by officers in unmarked vehicles wearing gray unmarked uniforms. Those motorists have filed complaints of excessive fines, illegal searches, arrests, leading to high bonds and court fines. Of course, they, like I said, they've taken their cars. They were taking guns. They were doing all of this. So when they take your car, like I said, not only do you have to pay the city of Brookside, you have to pay this towing company. So this is another actor in the game, right? They're getting paid for the tow. They're getting all that money from those to the cars being towed. Profit. Pure profit. People don't ever get that money back. Two town hall meetings have been held by local officials in which citizens express their concerns and complaints about Brookside police traffic stop behavior. Many complained about not only getting a ticket, but being charged with other erroneous charges related to weapons, drugs, or even resisting arrest. <sighs> hmm. And I got other stories to tell you, but I let me give you something about this, okay? Brookside... This is what, like I said, revenue by cop. This, the policemen are pulling people over. They're getting tickets and all this. So Mike Jones wanted to increase the police department. Now, if the city only had a $563,000 budget, you got to imagine there's got to be a way to pay for this, right? There's a couple of ways. But the main way to pay for it here, because it went from $563,000 to $1.2 million is citations. So all that money was being poured back into the police department, which was then given to police officers. Now, not to mention the fact, there's also money that you don't know what happened to it. Like I said, cash bails. 
a lot of these things were said done be done in cash. In fact, some people who were in the jail said that there were signs on the wall and said be prepared to pay cash on the on the walls inside the jail. Now, Mike Jones is not the only actor here. There are several other people who were involved in this wonderful case uh, that I'd like to get to and talk about. Uh, one of those is this person. Both state and local officials have called for Mayor Mike Bryant to step down. Mike Bryant, who became the mayor after the death of the previous mayor, was in agreement with former police chief Mike Jones during an interview with AL.com. He claimed his police actions had been a positive change in Brookside that helped reduce crime and persist the 600 and persisted that the 600% increase in ticketed violation was not enough because that's what Mike Jones had said. So he agreed with him on that. Mike Bryant at the time also agreed that crime in Brookside had been underreported before his arrival in 2018. Now, Mike Bryant, like I said, he took over. He was a city council member. So he knew about all of this, even though he did not originally hire Mike Jones. He knew about what Mike Jones was doing. Okay. He knew about it. And then he, like he said here, he agreed. Now, the mayor also claimed that the town did not benefit from revenue brought in from the increased fines. An audit has indicated that increased revenue led to increased expenditures by Brookside Police, who purchased three new SWAT vehicles, including an armored car known as the Tank. Brookside doesn't even have a traffic light, but cited over 450 traffic violations from 2018 to 2020. You don't have a traffic light. Small town, six square miles, but you got 450 traffic violations from 2018 to 2020. Now, I will say this the Jefferson County office is currently investigating the claims by motorists that include officers using fake call signs, names like Agent SW, and claiming to be part of an Alabama drug enforcement agency. <laughs> so, see, this story has a lot to it. Several federal lawsuits have been filed against Brookside and its now former police chief. Mike Jones, who, by the way, let me tell you that story, resigned in January. Reason why. A lot of the information I'm giving you today is from a wonderful reporter at AL.com called John Archibald. John Archibald did a wonderful article. This article came out. Uh, other people like uh, Cynthia Gould from ABC 3340 were reporting on this. Other news stations started reporting on it. The, all the tension started going to Brookside. Mike Jones was asked to step down. Mike Jones stepped down. He resigned because the pressure was on. They were the state was starting. To, the Jefferson County was going to invest in. There was a chance that the state was going to invest in. Then there was going to be a federal investigation. So he stepped down from the office. Now, according to an interview done by MSNBC, Mike Presley with ADECA, Alabama Department of Economic and Community Affairs, says that no such quota exists. He further stated that it was a grant for eligible overtime expenditures. What I'm talking about here. Um, former officers blamed it on federal grants given Brookside for traffic safety enforcement. Officers claimed that former Chief Mike Jones instructed that them that the overtime grant required officers to make two traffic stops per hour. So he was setting up a quota. Now, like I said, Adeka said no such quota existed uh, or was required. In fact, he get this money. He further states that it is, uh, was a grant of eligible overtime expenditures. It is not clear whether ADECA or the state knew what was going on in, in Brookside. However, they continue to fund Brookside's police expansion without question. 
here comes the other part of the story that I'm trying to bring. Brookside is an example of something that's going on nationwide. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the only place in the United States where this is happening. Let me give you another story. This story is interesting because this is a police officer. A police officer who had to deal with Brookside. Mr. Montague Benefield, a former SWAT officer for Birmingham, said he and his female friend was pulled over on March 20th, 2021 at 11 p.m. The officer said his friend was stopped because they had no tag light. He stated none of the officers had a badge or makings that indicated they were police. Mr. Benefield was a passenger in the vehicle. He asked for his ID. He told them that he didn't have ID and that he was not going to give them the ID. Anyway, he asked the officer, uh, let me explain what's going on here. Mr. Benefield is a police officer. I was listening to this on the city hall. He explained that a person that's the passenger in the vehicle that's been pulled over, who is not the person that is the object of the reason was pulled over, does not have to give a policeman his ID because the policeman's, the offender was the driver. So the passenger has nothing to do with the crime that was being supposedly being committed, right? So the, the officer has no reason. So what they normally do is they play this game where, may I, have, may I have your ID? And you can say no. What can they do about it? Nothing. Again, he was asked for his ID. He told them that he didn't have ID and that he wasn't going to give it to them anyway. He asked the officer's name. They said their name was Agent J and Agent K. Didn't give them their real names. Just the Agent J and K. He let them know he was a former police officer and that there was no reason for them to have his ID since he was not the person stopped. By the way, they also told them they were part of some drug enforcement agent, Agent J and Agent K, but they were city officers. City officers do not take the name of agents unless they're federal agents, and apparently they weren't federal agents. Mr. Benefit, who had been injured in the line of duty, was arrested and forcefully put into the backseat of a police officer car while police tried to figure out how to get out of this mess. This is according to Mr. Benefield. And he was further injured, by the way, in the process of them arresting him. They ended up writing a ticket to the female driver. The car was in his father's, in her father's name. The police wrote the ticket in her father's name, trying to say it was Mr. Benefield who was driving. Mr. Benefield said he reported them to the FBI, and Mr. Benefield did. Mr. Benefield also brought up some very helpful information uh, that I need to pull up for you so that you, you can uh, read about later. He was surprised to find out that apparently several complaints had been filed with the FBI, Mr. Benefield is pursuing legal action against Brookside agents. He also gave indication of a specific violation that was related to the case called Title 18 Code 241. This is pursuant to this, that you cannot violate the civil rights of an individual. It deals with the personal violation of a person's civil rights. Uh, which means that a person cannot try to hide their identity or two or more people cannot force themselves upon you to try to stop your civil rights, your rights to uh, justice, so on and so forth. And I want you all to look up that code. It's called uh, Title 18, Code 241. Police know it well. Citizens should know it well. So look this up. Title 18, Code 241. He reminded the crowd that there are good officers out there and not, and not to think there aren't. Yeah. 
Well, Brookside doesn't have any so far. I can't see anything about this that says they're good. By the way, here's a little information. Remember I told you Brookside runs along a mile stretch of I-22? Well, Sheriff Park Mark Petterway says that Brookside has no permission to set up speed patrols on I-22 and has a number of occasions really gone after violators out of jurisdiction. Two things that they violated. Alabama has a law where... Police may go two miles outside of their jurisdiction. So I say uh, you're in your city limits. You you catch somebody speeding. You can only go two miles outside your pursue them two miles outside your city limits. Now there's other reasons where you can pursue a person from uh, going on because they're committing a felony or they're running from the law, so on and so forth. But you have to call the other city, so on and so forth, to continue that chase. But you can only jurisdict as a police officer within the lines of your city and two miles outside of that. Brookside was going farther than that. They were going to places, unincorporated parts of Jefferson County. They were going to other cities and regulating those cities that have their own police forces or have Jefferson County services there. See, and what they, what another thing that uh, you need to know about this along the I-22 stretch, Brookside only has a population of 1,200 people in the state of Alabama. A city has has to have 19,000 or more residents before it can even ticket people on the freeway for speeding. So, Brookside got around that, though. Several victims complained of being ticketed for driving in the far left lane of the interstate months before the Alabama road rage law went into effect. In a sworn affidavit by Brookside officers, they stated they gave tickets on a regular basis well before the law went into effect. Between 2018 and 2020, the town handed out 406 of those tickets. The law did not come into effect until November 11, 2019. Police grifting at its best. Brookside is guilty of this. And I told you about uh, Mike Bryant, right? Yeah, they've called for him to, uh, to step down. But he's not the only one. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not the only one. Oh, man. He's not the only one. Now... Let me tell you about this mayor. Remember I told you earlier how he said um, he totally agreed with what Mike Jones was saying in the interview? Well, here's what he said at the press conference. It's the same, pre- same press conference as when he introduced the new chief, which is Mike Irby, a veteran of Birmingham Police Department for over 32 years. He said this, that he had told former Chief Mike Jones to stop traffic stops on I-22, but Chief Jones did not listen and continued the practice until he resigned in January. After Mike Jones resigned, the mayor also stated at another news conference that his initial call to the Alabama State Policing Agency to do an audit of Brookside's finances. You're the mayor of the city. You don't know the, the finances of your city. You were also the president of the city council. So you don't know the finances of your city. By the way, and here comes another actor in all of this. Brookside also halted its traffic court. The town prosecutor, the next devil, Martin Parnell, failed to appear in county circuit court of appeals in February. Three cases were overturned with extreme prejudice by Judge Shanta Craig Owens. Attorneys for several other victims of Brookside police practices have asked for their clients' cases to be dismissed. Parnell has sent a request to the court that the charges be restored. He claims his absence was due to some family matter beyond his control. Anyway, the judge has not responded to his request. There's a chance he, that she probably won't. I wouldn't. 
And uh, State uh, Representative Wendelin Givens, who has Brookside in her district, has called for the mayor, prosecutor, and judge to step down. She said they have been a part of a troubling situation in the policing department and have aided and abetted the missing uh, miscarriage of justice, which I paraphrase. Municipal Judge Mike Wooten, <laughs> Prosecutor Mark Parnell, and Mayor Mike Bryant have all said they will not resign, citing they have had no wrong doings in their duties. Now, during the town, I, I listened to the uh, town hall, a lot of people complained about, about Mike Wooten. Now, you're supposed to be a person who is the judge. You should know the law very well. Yet, you are handing out fines and court fees to people for citations that may have not been legit at all. That's what Mike Wooten was doing. You're, you're the municipal judge, and you're handing out these citations. Let's talk a little bit more about this later. Take a, a quick break. Hey, folks. Hope you're enjoying the show. Just thought I would take a moment to invite you to subscribe to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast, and let you know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Also, make sure to hit the bell notification so that you will be notified when the next episode is available. Now back to the show. Yeah, it's long as reproduction. Let me let you in on a little information about Gwendolyn Gavan. She, she's really been active with this. She, she's the one who's been the biggest contributor and the one who set up these town hall meetings for these people in Brookside. I'm glad that there are some people in our state legislature, both, on both, and believe it or not, in both parties who are concerned about what, what's going on here. Because of this, uh, there's a legislation right now that's headed to the state Senate in the state of Alabama that would ban cities from operating outside of their city limits. Or going beyond their jurisdiction limits. Because Brookside was extending their jurisdiction. In fact, they were putting signs up outside the limits of their jurisdiction to say that this was their jurisdiction. So, uh, Mayor Mike Bryant has removed those signs as requested by the Sheriff's Department in Jefferson County as well as the state. So, he's done that. He has removed the signs because a lot of those were the complaints that the citizens had. Uh, Gwendolyn Gavan made sure that this was taken care of. I want to thank her for her efforts. Uh, there are other state senators also. Uh, won't name them here, but they they also were are involved in this because they wanted to hear about this and wanted to take care of this uh, situation. But I've told you about the axis of evil. Mike Jones, chief of police, or former police chief at this time. Mike Wooden, prosecutor Mark Parnell, and Mayor Mike Bryant. Now, uh, let me tell you about some updates here. I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's Chief Mike Kurt Irby. He's the new police chief of uh, Brookside. Uh, in his first press conference, Chief Irby, a veteran of Birmingham Police Department for over 32 years, said he was looking forward to his challenge and wanted to help Brookside be committed to good policing. He said that the, the officers that remain would be properly vetted to see if they meet the standard he will set forth. Now, of the 14 officers... Um, not only did Mike Jones resign, and so did his lieutenant, but so, so did 10 
of the officers. So that left four remaining officers, four officers who stayed on the job. So maybe those four officers were legit. I don't know. But I do know that 14 officers were hired. Possibly 15 to 16 officers were hired. But all of them quit except for four after Mike Jones left. They saw the handwriting on the wall, I'm sure. Now, like I said, Mike Irby is from Birmingham. He was part of the police for 32 years. He's an assistant chief. So he can handle the administrative duties there, possibly of a smaller police force. Hopefully he can make it a smaller, kinder place. But according to some of the people during the uh, town hall, Brookside has a history of bad policing, a history of other things. Uh, one person even mentioned that that when you go to the water department there, uh, if your bill's 10 days late, they turn it off and you got to pay these exorbitant fees or your check mysteriously gets lost in the mail. So then your order gets turned off because it's late. And again, you got to pay that fee to get your order turned back down. It's a deposit that you'll have to pay to get it back on. And like I said, the, the story of uh, Brookside is not unique. It's unique in that the amount, right? Well, we would think that. I'm going to start here. Brookside is a part of a larger problem in the state of Alabama. According to Alabama Appleseed, a nonprofit organization dedicated to fighting economic and racial injustice in Alabama's law enforcement system, says that over 800,000 Alabamians fall below the state poverty line and are often the most likely to get caught up in the system of criminal justice that favors those who have the money to get out of their situation. The website goes on to state that the major factor of why towns like Brookside end up in the situation is Alabama's poor tax code. Bingo. So some municipalities have bypassed the tax code system and opted to rely on court fines, minor traffic offenses, and criminal cases. Taxation by citation is an illegal taxation upon people who cannot afford to pay. It's grifting. It's similar to back in the day when the knights used to ride through the village of a town to collect taxes from from the serfs. Now, they weren't making much money. You're a serf. You're tied to your land. You don't really make any money. But they come to collect what little money you got. They grift you for it. They'll find the reason to take your money. They'll take your house. They'll take anything. Now, that's happened in Brookside. There's a, a man who, who said they literally kicked in his door and took his house. Court fines. Court fines and fees. Turns out that's illegal, but they did it anyway. They tried to do that anyway. Okay? This literally happened in the town of Brookside. And like I said, Brookside is not the only story. I can give you several other examples of places where this happens. Believe it or not. And, and this is a nationwide problem. I'll tell you why. City of New York City makes a billion dollars from citation. A billion dollars from citation. There's a big complaint about the huge prison there. It's full of people who have yet to pay bail. that are locked up in this prison on in New York City. They, they don't get out. Some of them are in there for three years. They have not been convicted of a crime. They don't get out until after they've been to court. And then they still may not get out because they may, they may get it convicted. But if they can't pay, they're stuck in the prison. This literally happens in New York City. You're stuck on this island prison with other bad guys. And you may or may not be a bad guy, but you couldn't pay the bail, so you can't get out. But those who can pay the bail, they get out. That's money that goes in the city coffers. A billion dollars. Chicago is another one. Another big city that has a problem. Several billion dollars there. A million dollars, rather, in their coffers. There's another thing that people have brought up that started this whole thing when people started looking at taxation by citation. Michael Brown's case. People in Minnesota being pulled over because they've got air freshener on their rearview mirror. Which, to me, I don't see how that's a distraction of any kind. People being fooled over in places like 
California for having a rust on their car. Little things that give you, they, they give these people revenue. Now, now, let me tell you about this city. This is Doraville, Georgia. Uh, Doraville, Georgia is one of those cities where uh, not only is Doraville one of the state's worst speed traps, uh, police have written over 40 traffic tickets a day on average. Uh, it takes on code uh, enforcement to an absurd level. In 2016, Dor Doraville cited, convicted, and fined Hilda Berker for having a cracked driveway. The town ordered her to serve six months probation and pay a $100 fine professional probation services, a private probation company in contract with Doraville. As part of her probation, Brucker had a regularly reported probation officer at PPS, a corporate uh, and cooperate with any code enforcement officials, even avoid alcohol intoxication. Unlike other probationers, failing to abide by those conditions could risk incarceration. You've got a cracked sidewalk. Now you're like a felon. You're like somebody who committed a crime like killing, murder, or rape. You've got a cracked sidewalk and peeling paint on your house. You're on probation. You can't drink or do anything. You can't enjoy life because of, of peeled paint and cracked sidewalk. Now, all of this is so they can collect tax. This city has collected over $3 million a year in citation money. Again, poor tax code in Georgia, poor tax code in Alabama. Both of these states have prisons overrunning with people of color, and people of color are not the majority in either one of these states. But again, like Appleseed said, the poor pay the price. Alabama has a diversionary program. Diversionary program costs a lot of money. That's also grifting because it's taking money from people who can afford it for crime. And if you can't afford the diversionary program, you can't afford probation because there's another probation program where they will put an ankle bracelet on your on your leg, but you'll have to pay $10 a day for the ankle bracelet to be out of jail. Why are you on bail now? You, you haven't been convicted of a crime. You are not yet considered a criminal. You just have a pending charge. You got an ankle bracelet on your leg and you got to pay $10 a day for that. That's Alabama for you. Again, the poor tax code. You have... I'm going to bring this up now. We've got several candidates running for office that are all promising that you're going to pay less taxes and that they're going to fix uh, taxes in Alabama. It's because we're getting taxation without representation. Yet what's going to happen is exactly what you're seeing happen in Brookside, Alabama, what you're seeing here in Doraville, Georgia. You're going to see more of that. More people are going to get locked up for minor offenses. We're going to fill our jails and feed money into the police departments because everybody says, oh, the police need more money. So while Biden and his Democrat and Republican buddies are figuring ways they can give the police more money, they're sifting that money out of the people's pockets and houses right now. So people aren't going to work. They're going to jail. People aren't contributing to our economy. They're contributing to the police budget. That's what we're doing right now. That's what that's what we're going right now. There's another place in, in Louisiana. It's a village, the village of 200 people uh its police have uh have increased from one to 500 to five again remember i said in the state uh it's one for every 588 people well there's only 200 people in this village in uh, uh louisiana it's on highway six in louisiana uh close to the 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 louisiana border uh they have generated over $84,000 in revenue, $84,000 in revenue from ticketing. They are so prolific, the state decided they were going to put signs up around the outside of the borders of the city, of the little village, 
to warn people before they entered the, the village that this was a speed trap. So then they kind of toned it down and said, uh, traffic laws heavily enforced. That's what the signs say now. Traffic laws heavily enforced. I've seen that in Alabama in places where it says uh, traffic laws are heavily enforced, so on and so forth, in your city. Again, I told you Alabama is working now to fix the the issue with uh, jurisdiction by police. And it's going to make it's going to enforce that law. So now we've written another law that said, hey, you cannot go beyond the bounds of your city because of Brookside. But like I said, Brookside isn't the only one. There's stories like stories of Harperville and other small towns in Birmingham that have done the thing. The coding thing that happens all the time in several cities. I'm not going to mention the name of those cities. But here's an example of what a problem is in the United States. Smaller cities that don't have a lot of revenue, like Brookside doesn't have, uh, it only has Revenue from the Dollar General and some revenue from canoe sales, uh, rentals, and probably, I guess, ghost hunting when they come and shop at the Dollar General. Um, they get some sales from that, right? I'm not trying to make fun of Brookside, but it's kind of easy to do. It's a small town, you know? And that, the fact they have a Russian Orthodox Church right now, uh, I'm not saying anything about the Russian Orthodox Church, but they are Russian. And, you know, this we got a Gestapo police force right there in the middle of Brookside, Alabama. And apparently the mayor, the judge, not even the prosecutor had any problem with it, right? But he, this is not the only place that happened. Think about that. This is not the only place in any state that happened. And I bet some of my listeners right now have had an experience somewhere in the world, somewhere in the world with police doing the exact same thing. City's trying to find other ways to make revenue. And one of those, of course, is to make you a victim of a crime. Not the victim, but the offender. But the offender is actually the victim of bad policing. A policing for profit. Of taxation by citation. Yet we got these politicians talking about we're going to stop. We're going to make your taxes. Uh, we're going to cut taxes and put more money in your pocket. Just so they can take it on the other end. They're figuring more and more ways to take it. They had more and more laws to the code every day. Like I was telling you about the casting law that didn't come out till 2019. Or the price of your tag on your car. Think about this. The tag light, they'll give you a $200 ticket for a tag light. They'll give you a ticket for, heck, a bumper missing on your car. Maybe you just had an accident. It doesn't matter. They'll still give you a ticket if that bumper's missing on your car. Headlights out. There's so many different things. Like I said, the Michael Brown case, uh, the lit set, like the poor man in Louisiana also who died because he was selling loose cigarettes. So somebody sells a cigarette. That shouldn't be a big deal. That shouldn't cost the life of an individual. And here's the other thing about Brookside we're not talking about. All those traffic stops. One of the most dangerous things that a police officer does on a regular basis is a traffic stop. The most deaths that occur for civilians and for police officers are on traffic stops. This is no lie. This is the truth. Yet, we're deciding this is the way we can make a profit off the most dangerous job in the world. We're putting people's lives at risk. To, to try to find a way to get revenue for a city instead of trying to see you know, just have a jolly jolly general let's try to bring in a grocery store let's try to bring in some other businesses to brookside no i guess we're unattractive so the only thing we can do is arrest take ticket people throw erroneous charges at them and guess what we're going to help our towing company down the street uh, we're going to make them have to pay for impounding their car. How about that? Let's th let's just find a way to ma just manipulate the system to muscle our way to our citizens of this country who deserve better. And our governors, our legislatures, leaders aren't helping us in that area. I thank God for 
what Gwendolyn Levan Van is doing now, but there's so many people in the legislature who are not like her, who are not doing the same things, they're not concerned about the citizens of their district in the way they should be. See, in this state, we love the police. And you heard a lot of people at the town hall meeting who were victims of Brookside police talking about how they love the police, yet they were victims of the police. I don't dislove the police, but I understand we need to reform the police system so we don't have this going on. See, what we got hired, we got what Brookside did was hire thugs. They hired thugs. Mike Jones became a thug. He became the criminals that he said he was there to fight. We had a mafia system going on in Brookside, Alabama. That's why we had a mafia system going on in Brookside, Alabama. So then we get back to Miss Harris. That $1,200. She's appealing that to the state. Mr. Baldine, he's appealing that to the state. They're all appealing their cases either to the county or to the state at this time. And a lot of those cases have already been kicked out. Like I said, in February, a lot of those cases. Brookside has shut down their court. It is not open right now. So those people who have citations are just have to sit on them because, hey, the long lines are not forming at Brookside right now. Thank God. May that court never be opened again. Here's another suggestion. If you're a small community and you want to become incorporated, make sure you can afford to be an incorporated community. Make sure you can afford the things you need, like garbage pickup, um, fire department, police, the things that you people depend on the city to do, code enforcement without overbearing people or penalizing people who live in at their own homes. There's another gentleman in, in this uh, Doraville who is a woodworker. He works from home. He had a pile of wood in his backyard. They find that man $1,000 for having that pile of wood in his backyard. And he worked from his own home. Your home should be your sacred place in America. It should be your sacred place in America. That should not be a place where you can be violated because of cracked paint on the sidewalk because you work from home and you have to have a pile of wood in your backyard. It shouldn't be shouldn't be violated in these ways that are so brutal. Miss Harris shouldn't have been pulled over for turning on her headlights and end up in jail, stripped down, and embarrassed in the most brutal kind of way. You can call what they did to her rape. I call it rape. Now, all the officers should be in jail. All the officers should be in jail for what they did to her. Be honest with you. That's how I feel about it. Again, I want to thank John Archibald for his work on this. It was awesome. If y'all want to get the full story, y'all want to hear the full thing, please make sure you look uh, up John Archibald and Brookside Story on AL.com. Uh, wonderful newspaper. Here, uh, wonderful newspaper article that he did. Um, also, Cynthia Gould with ABC 3340, uh, uh, a Birmingham news company. Um, man, r just researching this story brought me to tears at times because it's hard to believe that people can be treated this way in this world. And you would think that legislators wouldn't care. But see, here's the thing that makes it even worse. Oh, we didn't know about Brookside. Everybody knew. You heard the sheriff even said he was getting complaints. Yet this continued on and on and on. Like it wasn't a big deal. It happened for four years before somebody stopped it. Well, guys, I pretty much talked about this for a very long time you you got the gist of the story um hey if you like this story please and if you've never ever signed up with uh thought you won't no speed limit podcast this is your chance there's gonna be more great stories like this we'll be talking about in the future Hey, I want y'all to have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you again for listening for thoughts you were woke no speed limit podcast peace 
You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.